Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Pats Nation, what's going on? For those of you who do not know and are brand new to this show, this is the CLNS Media Network's New England Patriots post-game show. Yes, sir. We are your host for this show. I am Mike Molino right here. We got Marv Azan. If you don't know about us, you're going to find out real quickly that we bring a lot of fun, excitement to the Patriots post-game coverage. And that all happens with this show right here. Again, welcome in. Patriots just got the win over the Houston Texans 27 to 20 at Gillette Stadium. Way to kick off the season. Week one, Patriots get the W. Fireworks, Mike. Fireworks. There's a lot to, you know, tackle into this game. A lot of things happen on both sides of the field. But most importantly, like you just said, 27 to 20. New England comes out on top against the first game. Deshaun Watson's return. Brady's 41, 41 years old, 19th season. How is he gonna do, you know, with the depleted roster of um of weapons with his with the wide receivers and such? But Patriots came up on top. So let's break it down, man. Let's break it down from the offensive side to begin with, starting with, you know, the head honcho, like we said, Tom Brady, my the, goat. the GOATs. 26 for 39, 277 yards, three touchdowns. One interception, got sacked twice later, and then got sacked twice in the second half. We'll talk about that as well. But how did Brady look to you? Brady, you know, obviously, again, he had that early interception. But for the most part, I didn't see, you know, from my eye test, I didn't see anything different from Tom Brady from last season or the season before. And the Tom Brady we saw today, obviously, you know, interceptions are – are few and they, they they don't happen for Brady too often. He threw right. one today in the first game, but he still tip finished pass too. Tip, tip pass. pass too. You know, it wasn't really a bad pass that he made. It just got tipped and got caught by Tyron Matthew, uh, who got the interception. But three touchdown passes, three hundred two hundred and seventy-seven yards. A solid game for Brady. You know, it didn't seem like he fell off the cliff. It's just one game again. Mm -hmm. Week one, one game. You know, obviously, I thought they were going up against a solid test in the Houston Texans defense. Uh, so with that solid test, you still come out, you put up 27 points. Um, not bad at all from Brady. I think he played very well to start off the year. Uh, nothing from from what I saw made it seem like, oh, boy, this is a 41-year-old quarterback trying to, trying to lead the team. He looked like he's just fine and he's ready to rock and roll. For, for the weeks to come. Definitely. And, you know, what makes this show run in CLNS Media Post Game is you guys comment, let us know what you felt about the game, the good, bad, and ugly. We want to hear from you guys. But, Mike, going back to Brady, Brady looked good, like you said. And what I liked is 
everyone got the ball, man. You know, everyone touched the ball, but you got Gronkowski, Dorsett, James White. Even your man Devlin had four receptions. That's, that's a lot of receptions for Devlin, you know. Hogan touched the ball once. Patterson, Burkhead, um, Jeremy Hill before he got injured that we need to touch on as well. So Brady spread the ball around. You know, everyone's talking about, oh, no weapons, no weapons. This Brady said, what are you guys talking about? A guy, one, another guy who was a weapon for him, Philip Dorsett, Mike. Seven receptions, 66 yards, and a touchdown. And he was key in the second quarter when you when they were about to um go into the half. You know, Brady had a minute left. Two minute, two minutes, you know, Brady can break it down. And he was looking for Dorset. Oh, every he was time. cooking on that drive. See what I did there? I cooking, because he took somebody's spot on the team. <laughs> but yeah, man, going off of what you just said, Brady to, to Dorset looked great. Uh, obviously, if anyone out there who continues to question, you know, Brady and his weapons, if you go off the Patriots' recent history, as long as they've had Tom Brady as quarterback, there's been seasons where Brady has had far worse options at wide receiver, right. at tight end, at running back, whatever the case may be. His his weapons have looked much worse than what they have coming into this 2018 season. Obviously, you're still waiting for Edelman to come back from come back from suspension, but you know, the weapons that they have are not as bad as people think. I think when everybody's fully healthy, you'd think, look at the top probably four guys of Edelman, Hogan, Dorsett, and Gronk. You know, Gronk in this game, seven receptions, uh, 200, uh, 123 yards and a touchdown. Beast. He missed all the preseason. Didn't You know, I think he played a couple snaps in one of the right. games, but obviously, you know, he wasn't a real – major factor in the preseason in those games where Brady played for a, a quarter or a half or whatever the case may be. And, you know, some people always question maybe if a player misses the preseason, are they going to be in tune? Are they going to be ready to go when the regular season comes around because they haven't had those opportunities in preseason? There's some players in the league where it doesn't matter if you miss preseason, you're ready to go. You know, soon as the Patriots got the ball on offense to start this game, it looked like Brady and Gronkowski, their connection – hadn't missed a step at all. And I don't think it will miss a step throughout the course of the season as long as these two guys stay healthy. Brady and Gronkowski continue to be one of the deadliest combinations in all of the NFL. One goat throwing to another goat, man. That's it. It's, That's it's, pretty it's, much it's, it. It's simple, simple it's mathematics. It's simple, it's simple, simple as that. Gronk was a monster out there. He had one slip up where he did fumble the ball, you know. And that was – that's a key point to this whole game, you know. Yes, the score is 27-20. And it seemed like it was a it was a close game, but it really wasn't close, Mike. Patriots dominated in all levels of this game. What kept Houston there were the turnovers. Gronk had a fumbled the ball. You had McCarron who fumbled, um, he muffed the punt. You had Brady who threw the interception. All of those things, eventually Texans were gonna capitalize on that, and True. they did. And it's what kept them close. But throughout the game, Patriots. Dominated from beginning to end, and I and I tell you this, I wasn't expecting that. From I wasn't expecting a great offense with Philip Dorsett producing the way he did, and I wasn't expecting how the defense played as well. Yeah, very true. I mean, obviously, I feel like there was some worry and concern in the game where would Brady and Gronkowski, you know, be on the same page like I just talked about? Would would uh, you know? the defense continued to be strong performer performing, you know, against opposing teams. Obviously you're going up against a quarterback like Deshaun Watson, who 
for the most part, you know, is a mobile quarterback who continues to put in work and make things happen with his arm and his in his feet. You know, we all I think everybody knew Deshaun Watson's very talented, but would he be talented enough to swing sling the ball as well as he did? I was shocked at his arm strength. Obviously, he displayed a lot, you know, throughout the course of last season uh, when he was playing healthy. But the way I saw that young guy sling the ball up there, he has some arm strength. Deshaun? Serious arm strength for sure. He was sluggish though, Mike. You he know, was. The, he was. The Patriots, that pass rush was really getting to them throughout the whole game. And that was great to see Dietrich Wise. He was a guy that got there. You added a guy like Jawan Bentley. He was he was in plays. Floors, the defensive coordinator, seems like he's really got something going on. Yeah. I mean, like I said before, throughout the course of the preseason, obviously Floors isn't the defensive coordinator, but this is the guy who has been, you know, playing solid, you know, I mean, coaching a solid defensive team only throughout the course of the preseason. Obviously, it's been a little some question marks going in because you want to see how these new guys are going to perform, how this new kind of defensive coach, offensive defensive coordinator is going to pan out. But from what I saw today, getting pressure on a mobile quarterback like Deshaun Watson, who can do work with his legs, it just makes me think when the time comes and Patriots go up against another, you know, pocket kind of quarterback, if they can get the – imagine the same kind of pressure on Nick Foles in the Super Bowl. Obviously, yeah, it would be a different, it'd be different, a different story. Different story, 100%. And, uh, yeah, man, it's – it's we got some technical difficulties going on right here. Marvin and I are trying to get, you know, our video – stream back up and running i see you clifton coming in with the comments landon roberts sucks i'm sorry that texans last drive roberts was exposed i like roberts obviously he's not one of the key you know pieces the major impact players on defense it's just obviously other guys you expect to perform and show up, Landon Roberts, he's just kind of fitting in right now. He's just one of the guys out there. Uh, hopefully him getting exposed is not something that continues to happen. But, you know, you want him to be able to put in work, just like you want the rest of the defense to put in work. You know, guys like ben, Bentley, uh, I was looking to see more of Claiborne out there, and I think Claiborne, had some presence, felt nothing too crazy. He didn't pick up any tackles. He didn't pick up any sacks. But you got to, I'm got to be sure that, you know, it's <laughs> a lot going on right now. But we still got football rolling, but we're going to get back right into it. Obviously, like I was just saying, Claiborne, you know, he didn't, he didn't, um, that's all the right there, Marv. I think we good. I think we're, we're back in action right here. Sorry about that, guys. You know, sometimes technical difficulties week happen. One, week one, you know, we'll be good in moving forward and whatnot. Obviously, let me see. We got this popping right here. You got my good side? Got your, you got your bad side. Thank God. All right, we're good. Yeah, we'll make it pop right there like that. Like I was saying, I'm so sorry. Claiborne, he didn't, know, he didn't pick up any stats tonight, but – just being being a guy out there to help put pressure on on Deshaun Watson helped. Um, another guy, I didn't really hear his name too much. Who's coming back from injury? Uh, Dante Hightower. He had two tackles today. You know, again, 
Deshaun Watson was only sacked how many times was Deshaun? Oh, he was uh, he was sacked three times. Three times, yeah. But, but, the, but pressure the pressure, was there. But pressure yep. was there. That's all which is what for. I'm talking about. And it's something that we've said many, many times as long as Marvin and I have been doing the show. Patriots being able to get pressure on the quarterback has been something that we've questioned year after year. It finally looks like they might have something here. We're getting pressure on the quarterback. And, hey, I don't want to be the one to say it, but as long as – as long as long as that guy Matt Patricia was here, we weren't seeing that kind of we play. Weren't. We, we weren't. We weren't. So maybe it took a type of change. Obviously, it's tough for me to argue Matt Patricia having having a tough time defensively. They got two Super Bowls with the guy, right? And another Super Bowl appearance with the guy. So I, you know, you got to take what you can get. I guess. Obviously, in my opinion, though, the Patriots defense over the years could have been a lot better. You know, to complement Brady in the offense. So what do Patriots do best, Mike? When you when you face their team, they try to take out the best weapon, right? Their best weapon in Houston Texans is De DeAndre Hopkins. Very true. I think the Patriots played it beautifully. He got his eight receptions, 78 yards, importantly, zero touchdowns. And when they needed him, when Deshaun Watson needed Hopkins the most, he couldn't deliver it to him. You know, Gilmore broke up some passes. They had um, an interception. They were double teaming him. They tried to get him in a lot of screens. The screens wouldn't work. DeAndre Hopkins, a playmaker. That's sure one is. of the best receivers, top three receiver in this league right now. Whew, but yeah. Patriots played him perfectly. Yeah, I think the coverage on, on Watson, I mean, uh, on Hopkins was was tough. And when I say tough, I mean they made it tough for him out there. Uh, again, like Marv said, one of the best receivers in the game. But I think Patriots had a great game plan in trying to, to you know, to take him off his game in a sense. And in the first half, I think a lot of his damage came, you know, the – what do you have? Eight receptions uh, for 78 yards. I think a lot of that kind of came towards the second half. I mean, in the first half. They kind of bottled him up a, a good amount, but he was able to start catching some stuff towards second quarter, moving into the second half of the game. Uh, but that's what the Patriots got to do. You know, when you go up against teams, I think most teams try to do that. You know, you kind of key in and try to focus on who are the playmakers for the opposing team offensively and defensively. I think there are probably times that, you know, Patriots probably, probably tried to double team J.J. Watt, for an instance, right. to try to make sure he's not, you know, knocking Brady out of his, out his cleats. And J.J. Watt and turned, he still, he turned he still did up his thing, in the know. second half. There's a man. reason why he's one of the greatest defensive players yes, today in the game and maybe possibly in history because he's able to just disrupt the team and offensive line at will, in a sense. So, yeah, being able to to key in and lock, lock in on the playmakers, offensively or defense, I think can really change the game and, and what a team can do. All right, Mike. So let's talk injuries here. We Patriots did suffer a, a big one. I think it's, this one is big. You know, you hate to see any guys go down, but Jeremy Hill. He's a guy here. You know, he beat McGillicy out for a spot here. Sure he was looking. This was like we didn't know where his career was going to be after he leaves Bengals. He made the team here in New England, and preseason he balled out. This year, this first game. You know, he had a role here. He blocked. He was in special teams, had a block kick. He started catching the ball a little bit, had a couple of carries, four carries for 25 yards. And then, you know, his, by his own player, goes down with a knee injury. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he was ruled out. It didn't look good at all. And he made it off the field under his own power. He did. Sometimes that doesn't even matter. 
So, you know, we're hoping for the best for him. He, like you said it, that's our power bat. Sure that's is. Our, that's, that guy's up. I know they, they use Burkhead a lot in, in the running game. But Jeremy Hill, it's good to have all that versatility out there with Jeremy. I love seeing how they used Hill, White, Burkhead. Those yeah. three guys that it was it was really good to see how they they mixed it up with them, and so let's talk about Burkhead. This guy exploded, man! You know, exploded. Just similar to what I said about Grunt earlier on about how you know a guy may miss all the preseason, not get a chance to do much, but then the regular season rolls around and this guy looks like he hasn't missed a step. He's just been waiting and ready, secret, salivating to a get. Secret weapon. He's, they didn't want to bring him out there. Know, I don't even think maybe the Texans probably expected him to play as well as he did because this is a guy who, you know, you hear the injury reports. He's still dealing with it. I think he has like a minor tear or something like that right. in his knee, and he's playing through the pain, playing through the uh, injury, and he's still out there, 18 carries, 64 yards. And then, you know, once he got he got one reception for five yards, but, you know, he's, he was targeted three times. So Brady has no problem looking at him, you know, possibly down the field as well. Dual threat guys, man. Dual threat guys is what the Patriots like. And there's one more still waiting in the loom. You know, Hill's injury opens up the door now for Sony Michelle. And if Sony Michelle is close, if he's anywhere close to being, honestly, you never want to say an injury is good for a team. Right. But obviously, I think, you know, Jeremy Hill kind of, once Galissi was out the picture, Jeremy Hill kind of locked into that power mm -hmm. back role. Now you have a guy as Sony Michelle coming coming back if he's close enough and ready to return for week two, possibly, uh, he kind of steps in and maybe and fills that Jeremy Hill role as a guy who could be a dual threat. We saw Jeremy Hill. He caught a pass for six yards. Sonny Michelle kind of be can kind of be that power back guy, kind of step up if Jeremy Hill is unable to go. It remains to be seen, you know, how the injuries play out moving forward, but they got some time to prepare and get healthy. So Clifton brings up a good point here. The old line played the, the, and controlled most of the Texans front seven. The, Offensive line was great. Trent Brown over there playing the left tackle. He he did his job, man. He played very very well. He held his own. Even um Cannon and Waddle, they were they were you know switching back and forth at, at the right side of the field, and they played well too. You know you didn't see too much of Clowney getting in there. Watt, sure didn't. Watt, you know, like we said, he's a special player, and at the second half he started to make a name for himself. But at the end of the day. You can't you can't be mad for what you saw with the line. There was times Brady had all day to throw the ball, and when you get Brady all day, you know what happens. Automatic. You know, I think Texans have, you know, some of the best, you know, front defensive end players in the league in oh, terms of Watt and definitely. Clowney and the athleticism and what they're able to do. So Patriots had a real test today. You know, I was saying it. You know, that last week of the preseason when we kind of did a season preview looking at this mm -hmm. game, Patriots were going to have a test. Not only Brady and the offense in general, but that offensive line was definitely going to be tested. And you have to look at this game and say Patriots did a solid job. You know, the offensive line did a solid job. Uh, Dante Starnecki did a great job, in my opinion, in, you know, preparing those guys and having them ready and just being prepared and knowing what to do going against these very strong, tough, athletic guys like Watt and Clowney and the rest of those guys there. Brady only sacked twice. You know, you don't want to see, as a Patriots fan and the Patriots coaching staff, you don't want to see Brady taking any hits. But I think most people can see from this game that he had a pretty clean pocket for, for a decent amount of the game where he didn't have to worry about too much pressure. And, you know, a lot of credit right there goes to the offensive line and then the guy who's 
you know, coaching them up, and that's Dante Starnicia for sure. If if you were going into this game knowing that Clowney and Marcellus were only going to get two tackles, you'd be very happy knowing that, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, for sure. You, I'm telling you, those guys – Fearful of those guys and what they could do and the damage they can they can bring, uh, in terms of you know interrupting uh, Brady and his his mindset and what he's trying to do out there, but you know they were held in check for the most part. So you got to be definitely happy with that. So any surprises during this game game, Mike? I mean, Patriots come out Patriots come out on top, you know, twenty seven twenty. But was there anything you like? Okay, you know, for week one, I didn't see this happening. I didn't see. This was the route the Patriots were going to go. Surprise for sure was the fact that Chris Hogan didn't do much of anything. Okay. This is a guy who definitely uh, was probably number one in terms of the wide receiver depth chart coming into this game. No Edelman, obviously he would be number one, mm-hmm. but Chris Hogan by default is that next guy up to be you know, possibly Brady's top target at wide receiver. I did not see Dorsett coming out and playing the way he did. Obviously, I think, you know, he's he's the number three guy in terms of wide yeah. receivers on the team. So I, I thought he would be involved. But I mainly thought this was going to be a Gronk-Hogan game and then Dorsett would maybe get a couple couple catches here and there and maybe Patterson. Uh, but I did not see – the stat lines that you see from Dorsett and Hogan, I would think they'd probably be reversed. I, I think I have a theory why. Please let myself and the and the viewers know. <laughs> well, you see, with Chris Hogan, what made him explosive when he had Edelman, Edelman was working in the slot, and then Hogan started to become that deep threat guy that Brady would find, right? Mm-hmm. When you had you had Edelman, you had Amendola as well working the slot. Boom. And then last year when Edelman went down, you still had Amendola pretty much working the slot, and then Chris Hogan was still he was he was in between. He would, you know, manage between slot and manage outside. And he still had decent numbers doing that, being the number two or number three guy, even if he would still get the most targets. This year, there's not really a slot guy. You know, you have the James White in Burkhead catching behind behind the back. You have Dorsett. He's filling in the Cooks, the Cooks role pretty yes. much. And you have Hogan, who's still being played in the outside, but he has no one in the middle with him. So the teams are are focused more on him, and it he's not he doesn't have that separation as he did before. You remember his nickname was always open. Mm-hmm. He's not always open no more. Those deep balls Brady was throwing to him were really tightly covered. Oh yeah, he's covered. And sure. Hogan, as good as he is, he's not in. He's not a terrific athlete. He's not sure. he's not a spectacular athlete. You know, he's not gonna be a guy who's gonna make the one hand catch or over the top catches over somebody. So he needs that separation. When he doesn't have it, he struggles. That's true, man. And I I wanna believe and say that moving forward, obviously you'll see more of Hogan and Bob. They like the guy a lot. Oh, they yeah. kept him around for a reason. Brady likes him. So obviously He got five targets. Yeah, he five targets. Him. And obviously I think games coming up. He'll be more involved, and in, in he'll have big games similar to what we've seen in the past from Chris Hogan. Another guy who I liked the way the Patriots used was definitely uh, Cordell Patterson. Um, I, I like think Patterson. one thing about Patterson, the reason why, as a wide receiver coming out of college, one of the reasons why he, he wasn't too effective, you know, on the Vikings and whatnot, probably not a good route runner and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it just – it just it wasn't ever clicking right. for him. But I think with the Patriots, they found a way 
to use him. I think, you know, Romo, you know, alluded to this a lot where the Patriots too much. <laughs> Patriots just want to do <laughs> Patriots just want to do one thing with Cordell Patterson. Get him the ball and let him make plays happen. Right. You know, obviously when he's doing kick returns, punt returns, that's pretty much what happens. He catches the ball and it's up to him to make moves, find separation, juke, spin, whatever the case may be, and pick up yards. So I think the Patriots, in terms of getting him the ball, whenever you saw Brady passing the ball, I think he was targeted. Uh, he was only targeted one time, but for the reception, but he, reception. most of the stuff were, were running, yeah, running, running plays. plays, and it's pretty much put the ball in his hands, show him the field, and let him work instead of him trying to line up, you know, run this perfect route. Because you know, I'm Brady is a surgeon out there, he yeah. wants you to do these specific things to get yourself open. Don't give Patterson all that work and probably mess with his mindset a little too much, just give him the ball and let him go. And I think. You know, it, it's it's going to be successful for himself and the Patriots and what they want out of him. Right. A surprise for me was no tight ends other than Gronk. You know, they um they didn't even what's his name Hollister didn't even make the he was a healthy scratch in this game. So they used Devlin. They used the full they used the fullback as their extra extra guy and Devlin produced. You know, Devlin's a guy once he gets the ball, he's not going to get you any yaks. Yeah. But he he'll make he'll, the reception. He'll make the reception and. Brady found him a couple times when needed. Four receptions, 22 yards. So I liked how they used Devlin. That was that was a big surprise not having another tight end out there. Yeah, Devlin's underrated sometimes. I think people don't talk about what he does a lot. And a game like this, you know, magnifies an area where, hey, Brady trusts this guy to go out there and catch passes. Yeah. Brady wouldn't, you know, throw passes to you as often as he did with Devlin without trust in him. And Brady trusts him, but at the same time, this guy's a solid uh, blocker. You know, he's solid at what he does. There's a reason why he's been around this team for as long as he has. It's because he's solid in his role, but at the same time, if Brady just needs that guy to leak out and catch a pass for two or three yards, Devlin can be that guy. And it's just it as an, another weapon to Brady. You know, obviously, he's not going downfield for 10, 15, 20 yards, but if he catches it, he'll catch it, and then whatever he gets after that is just a bonus. So I think Patriots are definitely happy at what, you know, James Devlin brings to the table for sure. All right, looking – any any last thoughts on this on this game specifically? Uh, I think Patriots played well defensively in terms of bottling up, in a sense, a mobile quarterback like I talked about before, and I just can't wait to see how this kind of new – and improved new look defense and being able to pass rush how it fares against a pocket quarter a pocket quarterback who you know likes to sit back take his time and dissect the defense now patriots are collapsing on the pocket and making right. the quarterback think more you know 17 to 34 that's not too good so I'm 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 excited to see just based off of this game what patriots can do against quarterbacks I don't want to see games like last year where you had some dummies out there for other teams throwing for 300, 300 yards and whatnot you know a it's game a like sign. today good sign good sign of things to come hopefully they continue with that trend for sure so moving forward you know i think we both agree that these first couple of games are going to be a big test yes. for the patriots you got houston then you go into jacksonville and then the third game you face patricia who knows your offense who's been there for what or does 10 10 years too many years <laughs> he's been there forever so he he knows these players he knows the offense so i think the first three games this it's no, it's no easy, easy cooking. No. So, looking into Jacksonville now, you're going to Jacksonville. No Leonard Fournette so far. 
So far, he's he was out for I think it was a hamstring injury against the Giants. They beat the New York Giants twenty to fifteen. Blake Bortles had a Blake Bortles game, Trash. eighteen for thirty three, hundred seventy six yards, touchdown interceptions, similar to a Deshaun Watson game, pretty much identical. Anything, any encouraging signs? Well, I'll say there's encouraging signs mm-hmm. from what you saw this defense do to a Texas defense that th- a Texans offense that I think is a lot better than a Jacksonville Jaguars offense. And now when Jacksonville Jaguar loses one of their guys in Fournette, we'll, we'll keep an eye on what happens there. Things get things get changed up a little bit. You know, you'll see a lot more TJ Yeldon. You're going to see a little bit of um, Corey Grant, who killed us last year in, in the playoffs sure, as well. Man. So do you, what do you see Jacksonville doing any differently than last year in the playoffs this year? Uh, I don't see anything real differently coming out of Jacksonville. Obviously, you know, personally, they're probably hyped up for this game. You know, this is a game that they probably had circled on the calendar because this is the team and the Patriots that they lost to in the AFC Championship. And if anything, I think the Patriots, you know, as usually the Patriots do, but especially going into this game against a team that, you know, oh, they were right there uh, you know, against the Patriots, the right. AFC Championship game. Brady, offensively, defensively, they need to go right at Jacksonville and try to, you know, give them the haymaker to the mouth in terms of obviously Patriots don't have an Odell Beckham on their team, but he cooked Jalen Ramsey today. I think he had 11 receptions for over 100 yards and a touchdown reception. Uh, They don't have that type of playmaker, but I think Patriots need to show zero fear. And, you know, obviously Patriots go like go into every game like this. They don't really show fear in opposing teams, but Jacksonville is possibly one of the best defenses in the league. Uh, that most people are talking about up-and-coming defense that will be around for the for the next couple of years. I feel like Patriots need to waste no time going into Jacksonville and, you know, you know, dominating that team. You know, waste no time laying down a law and letting Jacksonville – it's too early, very early, but it's a statement game in my opinion where right. you can go in – Jacksonville's probably by default the second-best team in the AFC right now just because of how far they made it last season. Go into Jacksonville, dominate. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people, including myself and probably you. Jacksonville doesn't doesn't scare you. They're not, not at a all. scary team. Not at all. So if you go into Jacksonville next week and you completely dominate them on their home field, you're making a huge statement in terms of this is this is what you think is the second best team that can maybe challenge the Patriots. Right. Blake Bortles is not going to scare anybody. Uh, if they don't have Fournette, that's huge. Their wide receiver. The wide receivers are probably depleted. worse than last year. Yes, uh, the defense, okay, whatever. Patriots still have Tom Brady. So, like, yeah. go into Jacksonville and make a statement. I'm looking at more than 30 points Wow, from the Patriots in week two against Jacksonville. That's a bold statement. So, you know, somebody got to make it. <laughs> a couple of questions rolling in where you, you kind of touched on it a little bit here, your keys to beating the Jags next week. Um, one thing for sure. I think Gronk is going to have a crazy year. I think he's going to have a ridiculous year because he has no choice but to have a ridiculous year with this team. You know, it's possible. It, but Jaguars are going to limit Gronk. You're going to see a lot of Ramsey on, on Gronkowski, which takes away their best. When you have to take your best corner to cover a tight end, that's going to open the field up for your other guys. I think this is going to be a week where your receivers are really going to need to step up. 
this is a week where Chris Hogan is going to need to have more than one catch for 11 yards, or you, you might not win the game. I think Chris Hogan, Dorsett are going to be huge. The receivers in general are going to need to be make a lot of big plays here. It's crazy to think that Dorsett all of a sudden starts to become a key, but he showed he could do it. He sure did. I think Brady got his trust. I think it's going to be the receivers, not Gronk, not the running backs, but the receiver. Brady connected with those receivers are going to be huge going into um, next week. And I think Clifton brought up another thing is turnovers. Yeah, you can't have turnovers against this against this team. You know, as sorry as Blake Bortles is, a team's still going to get opportunities to score. And that Jacksonville defense scores itself. They could take a a pick six or fumble to the house. That's that's a very quick defense. So offensive line, if they can, you know, produce it be even better than they were last this week going into next week and the receiver stepping up. I think it's going to be a big game for Chris Hogan. We shall see. I hope it's a, Chris, a big game for Chris Hogan. Me personally, you know what time of the year is. That's fantasy football time. So, hey, Chris Hogan, if you want to have a big game, be my guest. This guy's in like six teams. He has every <laughs> single player on every team, so it doesn't hey, even man. matter. It's a point here for fantasy. Uh, D. Murphy just came in, and I think he asked, uh, what did he ask? Was Is Flores more aggressive than Patricia? Yes. Absolutely. Without even a question, I feel like Flores, even if it's just week one, even if we just had a couple preseason games, you see something different from the defense in terms of the type of pressure they're putting on quarterbacks, something we just talked about. So that's definitely true. Um, anything else you want to add? Looking forward to this game before we move on to the stars and sorries from this week one matchup. I think Patriots, I think Patriots take it. I'm not going to say they get 30 points. I think it's a 24 24 to 10, New England Patriots statement game, like you mentioned, at Jacksonville. Um, I just can't see how, especially if Fortnite's not playing, I don't see how their offense moves the ball against this defense at the moment. You know, I just don't see it. Keenan Cole, they ha they have some receivers out there, but a guy we didn't talk about much Um I'm blanking right now. Gilmore. Gilmore had a great game. Sure did. Gilmore really had a great game. And if he can continue that, you know, McCordy had a good game. We didn't see much of his brother. <laughs> talk about <laughs> but, you know, Jason McCordy, the one we know, had a good game. So, yeah, I'm, I'm confident. 24-10. Book it. All right. We'll be seeing that next week. But for right now, we're going to get to the stars and sorries of the game. For those of you who don't know about mm -mm, the stars and stories here on this show, Marvin and I like to give us some awards. Some of them are good. Some of them are bad. But someone's going to get them either way. Oh, so what What? What does it mean to be a star? You what are a star of the Patriots postgame show. You had an unbelievable performance. You put up amazing stats. You made a great play, something along those lines that really stood out from the matchup that you had, you will find yourself being a star of the game. But if you're a sorry, mm. you don't want to be a sorry. Maybe you had a mistake. Mm. Maybe you had a blunder. A blame. Maybe I made a couple errors. If you're a sorry of the game, we'll right here, us two, we'll let you know for sure who that sorry player is. And make sure y'all let us know y'all stars and stars will definitely get, shout you guys out and let you let the world know what you guys are saying as well. Let's look at some of the stars that are coming in though. I'm seeing some shout out to Clifton who said his three stars of the game goes to Dorset number one. 
number two, Gronk, and number three, the Pats defense. I can't argue with those at all. Decent, decent. You know, those stars, you know, non-debatable, in my opinion. I think those three, those two players and then the defense played very well in today's game. Uh, what else we have here? Ryan Allen. He had a key punt. That punt was huge, man. That, that you don't get too too excited for punts, but that's that punt got me off my seat a little bit. Like, oh, that's major. That's major, baby. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, if I had to get into my stars of the game, yep. I'm definitely gonna go Dorset for sure. I think Dorset showed me a lot. You know, obviously in the preseason, he played a, li a little bit with Brady. But, you know, for the most part, he was out there a lot with, with Hoyer and a little bit with that guy who's probably on the practice squad right now, Etlin. Um, but Dorsett showed me a lot in terms of a guy who, as the season progresses and you get Edelman back, this is a guy who sl slips into the number three uh, number three on the depth chart. And from what you saw today, Brady can depend on him. So I got to definitely give a star to uh, Dorsett. Another star that I will give out – Two Ooh, stars, Mike. You're feeling generous, stars. man. You're feeling generous. I will give another star to Burkhead. Wow. Burkhead, obviously, like I said, yeah. he missed all the preseason. You heard about an injury, missing practices and whatnot. But he came out in this game like he didn't miss a step. Uh, Burkhead is going to be a huge part of this offense, which is why the Patriots have kept him around. And one last star, obviously, I'll agree with our guy Clifton, Rob Gronkowski. Just like Burkhead didn't miss a step. Beast. Seven receptions, Beast. 123 yards, touchdown, Brady to Gronk. You know, like Marv said earlier in the show, GOAT to GOAT. Uh, three stars right there. Marv, you have anybody you want to count, uh, shout out? Yeah, I was gonna give it to Gronk too, but you know that fum the fumble. You can't. You, you gotta be. You gotta be better than that to get the star. <laughs> you gotta be better than that. But Gilmore. Like I, I mentioned earlier, I loved how Gilmore played. Last week I was here and I was telling you guys, I think the reason why Texas might have an edge over the Patriots because the Hopkins-Gilmore matchup. Mm. I got to give credit where credit is due. Gilmore really stepped up, had a great game, stole an interception from Eric Rowe. But, hey, man, Gilmore balled out. And Burkhead is another one I will, I'll, I'll give honorable mentions to. But I got to give a bonus, a bonus star, Mike. I got to give a bonus star. To who? Joey Bad and Bougie, baby. Wow. Joey Bad and Bougie, to my guy. Team, huh? My guy, Joey Bad and Bougie. He came through. He came through. And obviously, he was against us. The one time he was probably <laughs> on the field. The one time he came on the field, he got he got a the fumble recovery. That's my boy, man. I miss Joey Bad and Bougie. I wish him all the best and luck out there in Houston. But I had to do it, Mike. I had to give it to Joey Batty. All right. All right. Cool. But those are some stars that we have. But like I said, when there's the good, there's the bad. And when you're bad on this show, we tell you, sorry. So some stories coming in already. <laughs> D. Murphy said, Pat's kickoff. Sorry. I see where he's coming. I see where he's coming from. I see where he's coming. They didn't let up huge, huge runs, but lately, even in the preseason, some of those kickoffs, you get a little nervous watching them. So I, I see where you're coming from. I definitely agree with this one in Riley McCarron. One job, McCarron. Mm. One job. Why does it always seem like the Patriots punt returners, you know, McCarron, the season before that, Cyrus Jones, Something's always funny there. So it's like they can't, can't get the job done. What they doing in practice? Catching. In the game, the bright lights. It's just McCarron. And the thing with McCarron that sucks is 
He knows that's his one job. One job. You're not, you're not out there getting five targets. Sure ain't. Just catch the ball. We're not even asking you to run. Just catch it. And it bounced off his face mask like a dummy. <laughs> that was bad. So, yeah, I'll agree with that. Sorry there for sure. Uh, Hightower, I don't know if I'll give him a sorry. You know, sometimes when players have their first game back, you know, they look like they haven't missed a step. Or they look like, okay, they need to get back in their rhythm a little bit more. And I think – I won't give him a sorry. I'll, That's the quarterback of the defense. Defense played well. He was on the um, fumble the fumble recovery as well. So I, I won't give it to Hightower. But he, he wasn't, you know, dynamic. He wasn't a guy that you heard his name a mm-hmm. lot today in the game. We'll definitely – he'll definitely improve and get better. Like this defense is just week one. Just, just week one. Week one. Another sorry – I don't want to really give this sorry, but I think I got to. And we talked about him earlier in the show. Chris Hogan, man, again, like I said, this is a guy who probably number one on the depth chart coming into the game. Obviously, Marv broke it down as possible reasons why he wasn't too, too heavily involved and whatnot. But still, five targets. Five targets, you only got one reception. Is it all his fault? No. I think sometimes Brady threw to him in double coverage, you know, deep passes, maybe overthrown, you know, bad pass, whatever the case may be. Not all Hogan's fault. But still, I was expecting Hogan to do a lot more. He didn't do as much as I thought. I'll give Hogan a sorry. Dang. I don't want to say it. But. Mike, Mike, you only give sorry to the Pats players. You know they, they played the Texans, right? You oh, yeah. know they lost. Oh, yeah, yeah. You didn't want to give a sorry to none, none of them? You want me to? I got it from here. Go ahead. We're going to give Deshaun Watson a big, fat old sorry. He didn't have a good game, man. Patriots defense came out and said, all that, all that issue did last year? Yeah, cool. <laughs> That's not happening this year. Brian Flores, he deserves a star as well. I, I forgot to mention. Brian Flores switched things up a little bit, started bringing that heat to Deshaun Watson. He was running around, but he couldn't convert. 17 for 34, 176 yards, one touchdown, one interception. The phenom, you know, the future. He's a great quarterback. Like you, Mike, you said, he's got a he's got a zinger, bro. Can. That dude Oof. can throw. But tonight's not the night when you face the New England Patriots. So Deshaun Watson, um, what's the coach name? Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien. Hey, hey Rabel over there too. No, nah, Rabel's a coach now. He's oh, Tennessee. Coach. I'm yeah. so sorry. Yes. Bill O'Brien, man. I know. He hasn't beat us once yet. He's just he's waiting. He's waiting. You go over there, you know what we're about to do, and we still dump it on you. Deshaun Watson, Bill O'Brien, I give you guys a big fat old. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. Got some stars, you got some stories. We'll see who performs and who falters under the pressure next week. But with that being said, man, again, Patriots next week, next Sunday, week two, taking on the Jaguars in Jackson. In Jacksonville. I'm excited for that. 425 start time. I think everybody will be locked in to see this rematch of the AFC Championship game from last season. Uh, any final thoughts, Mar, before we get up out of here, my guy? Defense, 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 defense. I think that should be the talk of the week. You know, they really clamped down on the Texans. No 300-yard game in, on the air like last year, how it started. So, you know, I'm optimistic. I'm more optimistic going into week two than I was going into week one. Okay. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, again, for those of you who don't know, we are the post-game show guys. Marv, 
Mike. This is what we do after every game. Make sure you follow us. We're on Twitter. Uh, I am at CLNS underscore Mike Nice. I'm at CLNS underscore Marv. You know, follow us. Talk football with us. The show right here, spread the word. We hold it down, like I said, each and every week after the game. Spread the word. Post-game show with CLNS Media Network is the place to be with all the Patriots coverage. Shout out to all the other Patriots coverage happening on CLNS Media Network. We got you covered here at the stadium. So much going on. Keep it locked with CLNS Media for sure. Well, Marvin is on. I'm Mike Molino. We will see you guys next week right after the game. Thank you for watching. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, Kentucky, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700, or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia, or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.